Yo, 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 what's going on, man? Today is uh, March the 15th, 2023. It's your boy Chris, and this is the Cash Dip with Chris NBA betting show slash podcast. Presented to you guys, as always, by the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. We try to get to some early, early cash, man. We try to find the early lines that we like, and we try to attack those lines. So, as I always do, um, just a quick recap of yesterday. And if as you guys join, if you wouldn't mind hitting the like button for me, sharing the show with your coworkers, your friends, your families, anybody trying to make money, uh, you know, betting off the NBA and doing so strategically. We're not just out here, uh, you know, <laughs> taking the teams that we like, man. So um appreciate you guys for joining me as always top of the morning to everybody in the chat justin patrick uh my girl kc in here big n lj anthony euphoria appreciate you guys man um as i always do real quick recap of yesterday and i got a couple games i want to talk about this morning just some preliminary stuff nothing that i've played yet but uh you know things that i'm actually looking towards so Real quick recap of yesterday. We did go 4-2 and two yesterday. Shout out to my guy, RC. We talked about this yesterday on the Crispy Captain NBA show at 530. Um, <laughs> the Wizards' first quarter. I can't believe I took that play. But the Wizards' first quarter cashed with ease. They had a 20-point lead at halftime uh, at the end of the first quarter. And they uh, they maintained. So they cashed the first quarter and the first half spread, minus the 4.5, minus the 7.5 there. Uh, the Lakers' money line also cashed uh, top player today yesterday against the Pelicans' offense. That's, that's They struggle again yesterday as well. Lakers shot really, really great from the three-point line. They got another game today against the Houston Rockets on the second leg of that back-to-back without Anthony Davis. So that's going to be interesting. And then the Knicks' first quarter, and they came out later. Egg, Knicks' first half, and came out late. Another leg, Julius Randle got an early foul trouble. Couldn't make a shot after a career night. Which makes which makes perfect sense, right? Career night against the Lakers, and then can't make a shot in the next game. Ebbs and flows of the NBA reminds me a lot of sports gambling in general. But the Knicks did get it done full game, so they did cash the full game. So four and two there, and uh, like I said, um, uh, what six and two, six and two over the for the week. So so far things are going pretty well, um, and hopefully we can keep that going here today. So. Uh, quick pod today, but I do got a couple games that I want to want to get into and break down really quickly. The first game of the ones that I want to talk about is the Kings and the Bulls. So let me uh, let me get this let me get this banner made really quickly. So Kings Kings Bulls. Uh, the line in this one is kind of shifting back and forth. Um, I saw the Bulls land a point. I saw the Kings land a point. Looks like the Kings are the, the team that's land a point now, uh, pretty much on all sports books, even though I did see that number kind of fluctuate last night when I was breaking this game down. So uh, it looks like the Bulls opened as one point favorites, and now they've quickly become one point dogs. We got a total that's pretty high in this one. I saw the total actually back down in this game, um, which is what I which is what I like. Um and it, and it looks like it is still down. I saw 239. I think it was on FanDuel this morning. Um, but, yeah, Kings and Bulls. Let's talk about it. So, uh, as far I, – I know a lot of people going to run to the Kings. I, like, I totally get it. This this team has absolutely been balling, and they've been killing it. Uh, faded them correctly at home against the Bucks, but that's because the Bucks have a really good defense and a really good offense. I think the Bucks are the best team in basketball right now. Um this Bulls team, not so much. They have been playing really, really good basketball. So you get the Kings in here coming off, uh, you know, first first road game in quite a while, like on the East Coast when I say road game. This team has been playing a lot of a lot of home games, a lot of games on the East Coast. So now you get them, you know, early start time for their body clock. 
traveling cross country to Chicago. Um, they've been they've been bad in this spot. You look at the Kings, they are, and you could say the Kings kind of flipped the switch, right? Potentially, right? We, we, I think we'll learn a lot about the Kings as they kind of go along on this East Coast road trip. So 0-2 straight up coming off a home loss this season. They are five and seven straight up and against the spread in non-conference road games as well. Uh the good for the Kings, they are four and zero straight up and against the spread in road games post all-star break. They beat and they beat the Bulls already this season as well. They beat them back <clears throat> on December 4th in Sacramento, 110 to 101. <clears throat> so you think about them losing. You, I mean, you think about them beating the Bulls. They beat them 110 to 101 on their court. Um, that game went under, uh, you know, 211 points in a, in a Chicago Bulls. I mean, in a, in a Celtics game. I mean, in a 201 points combined. Not 201, I'm sorry. 211 points combined um, in a Kings game is not a lot of points at all. So what that tells me is that the Kings defended this team pretty well. And that the Bulls just struggled to score because 101 points against any team, let alone the Kings, is not a lot of points. So you look at the Bulls, they actually play well in this spot. They are, uh, I got the Bulls at a plus 14.6 points per possession across three games when they're playing at home versus a team that has a top 10 offense and a bottom 10 defense. So they play well and they play up the competition in this spot. Uh, if I'm if, if if you look at the Kings, one thing I looked at was um after the all-star break. Uh, road favors playing in non-conference games of one day's rest versus an opponent that has three days rest. Those teams are uh, 18, two, 18 and two straight up, 12, six and two against the spread since dating all the way back to 1996. So it's not a lot, not a lot of, uh, you know, not a lot of uh, big sample size for that. But road favors are getting the job done in non-conference games when they only have one day's rest. Because the big thing I think a lot of people are not going to take into considerations is that the Bulls haven't played a game since they beat uh, the, the the Houston Rockets, and it, that felt like it was like five days ago. It's been three days, but but you know the Kings are coming off a very emotional uh, letdown loss at home against the Milwaukee Bucks, and they also played against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you know, a, two uh, two on Saturday what was that Saturday? Yeah, they played against them on Saturday. So they've been playing, <clears throat> they've been playing a lot more games than Chicago Bulls have since then. And I think that's probably impacted in this number. So if I'm playing the game, I am looking towards the Kings, but I don't have a Kings ticket in my pocket. Uh, I also think if I'm playing the game, I'm looking at the under. And I think the under is probably the better spot of the two. You look at this Kings team, they are uh, – and the under is already dropped. They opened at 240. It's already down to 238 at most books, but you can get a 239 out there. The Kings are 3-1 and one to the under as road favorites in non-conference games. Those games are averaging about 227 points combined. Uh, also look at the Kings. They're seven and four to the under playing on their first leg of a back-to-back. The Kings do have another game tomorrow. Um, I forgot who they play against, but the Kings do play tomorrow as well. They play the Brooklyn Nets. That's who they play. So I always talk about having to, you know, wanting to save some. Um, I think this road trip, like I said, is very uh, meaningful for, for the Kings because you get them out of their natural environment where they typically go over. They typically don't play a lot of defense, which is at home. We know role players don't play as well on the road. Um, and that tends to lead to, you know, a lot less points. So King seven and four to the under playing on their first leg of a back-to-back, including four and one to the under um, in road games on the first leg of back-to-backs as well. The Kings also, a lot of people probably don't know this. They actually had a fifth rated defense post all-star break uh, on the road. They've only played two road games, but they've actually played pretty good, solid defense on the road. You look at Chicago, they are third defensively post all-star break um, as well. 
And the Kings are also three and one to the under as road favorites facing a team they've previously went under in their last game as well. So they don't play, they don't score a lot of points at home. It kind of makes sense that they don't they don't score a lot of points on the road as well because we know their offense is a lot more potent and a lot more lethal, uh, you know, at home. So if I'm playing this game, I'm 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 playing the under. I don't I think Chicago uh, struggles to uh, uh, score, which is something that they've done throughout the whole season. And I think that they slow the Kings offense down and the Kings role players don't play as well either. So if I'm playing this game, I'm playing uh, the Kings and the Bulls to go under. The total has already started to go on. Uh, start Money has already started to come in on under. It looked like I said, it opened at 240. It's down to 238 and a half. There's some 239s out there as well. And I would grab it now because I don't think that it'll go up. Uh, with the money already coming in on the under. So I think we should have a clean injury report on both sides as well as far as meaningful, uh, impactful players. So that's the how I'm looking to kind of play this game. The next one I wanted to talk about really quickly is uh, um, do we have confirmation about – so there's a couple ways I was looking to play this uh, this Philly and Cleveland game. And um, I don't think that Jared Allen is going to be a part of this one. I do expect Donovan Mitchell to play. And typically when I'm breaking these games down early and I don't know who's going to be in and who's going to be out, I typically skip over them. You guys can go back and listen to the breakdowns and the games that I actually picked that I, you know, want to talk about in the morning. And I don't, I try not to play the guessing game with the manipulation of the injury report. So uh, Sixers should have a full squad and the Cavs should be, the Cavs are home dogs. They've only been home dogs one time this season. They actually came against the Boston Celtics way, way, way back when, I think it might've been in November and they won the game. So they all want to know straight up in, I think, against the spread. Yeah, want to know straight up in against the spread as a home dog. This team does not often be home dogs, but we know that this is not the greatest spot for the Cavs, especially when you think about – I mean, they did get a win last night. So set the table. Sixers have been balling. They have the the second-rated offense over the last five games. Um, they've been pretty much getting whatever it is that they want. Joel Embiid, I feel like, is still kind of making a push for the MVP. James Harden has been balling. Those the, the role players have stepped up. Maxie's been playing well. Uh, and this team has been balling. They're coming off a, a win against the Wizards where they smashed them, just blew them out of the water the other day uh, on Sunday. And they haven't played since then. Now you get the Cavs on the second leg of a back-to-back. Cavs also a third game in four nights. And the Cavs have been playing against some real you know, stiff competition. Jared Allen got poked in his eye uh, three games ago against the uh, Miami Heat in Miami. And he missed both of the games against the Charlotte Hornets. So the Cavs are coming off the second leg of a back-to-back, uh, road home back-to-back as well. I'm pretty sure they'll be fired up for this game, but I think it's the reason why Philly opened as a one-and-a-half-point fa- – well, two-point favorites. And you see money starting to come in on Philly. To me, it feels like if Philly has a chance to win a game, this is going to be it. I know that the total in this one is uh, looks like it opened at 220. It's down to 219-and-a-half. Very, very conflicting trend there. Because Philly's offense has been so good that I don't want to take an under. Also, you look at these Cavs games, when they have a tight spread, those games typically go over as well. Uh, let's see. I got a query right here. So uh, 2022, so this season after the All-Star break, when you have more rest than your opponent and you're a role favorite and a conference, and it's a conference games, and it's a conference game, those games are six and one to the over. Those teams are also seven and zero straight up. So that's a trend that actually backs the uh, the seventy sixers here today. And that trend is after the all this season after the All Star break, you're more rested than your opponent, and you're a road favorite in a conference game. Those teams are seven and zero straight up. Uh, typically land you know a lot of points, but not in this spot. Uh, uh, yeah, not in this spot. They only land two and a half 
uh, two at some books as well. So I do anticipate that the spread will go up. I don't expect Jared Allen to be there. And I think because of that and the way the Philadelphia 76ers have been playing recently, um, I would only be able to look towards the 76ers. And it's weird to want to fade the Cavs at home. But I do think they think that they struggle. And Donovan Mitchell, I'm pretty sure we don't have injury news on this game, but I'm pretty sure Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, is going to be list. He, he, he'll probably be back for this game. I think he just sit the last one out just because they probably thought that they could beat the Cavalier, could beat the Charlotte Hornets without um, without them yesterday in Charlotte. So 76ers and uh, Cavs, let's see, um, we have uh, a two-point dog, two-point home dog, and a total of 220 points in this one. And I hadn't made a banner, but I did want to put a banner up for you guys. So um, if I'm playing the game, I think the way I'm looking is I'm looking at the Cavs. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the 76ers. I'm also looking at the uh, at the over, especially without Jared Allen. I think, you know, that just causes too many problems for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I also got some stuff towards the under as well. So I didn't play this one, but that's the way I think I'd be looking. It's probably the over just because the Cavs are on the second leg of a back-to-back and the third game of four nights and the fourth game is six nights as well. Um, so typically you like fading teams on their first game back home. I'm pretty sure they're going to get up for this game, but I do think that, you know, the Cavs have the, the much stronger offense right now. Uh, I'm sorry, the, 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 the Philadelphia 76ers have the much stronger offense right now. And without Jared Allen, I don't want to bet on this team against another, uh, you know, team that could go toe to toe with them, uh, in the Eastern conference playoff, uh, battle and a Eastern conference playoff push as well. So. That's the way I'm looking to kind of play that game. I'd be looking at the 76ers. I'd also be looking at the total to go over the 220, uh, even though I think the money will start to come in on the under. So next game I want to touch on really quickly is this Celtics and Timberwolves game. Uh, it looks like the Timberwolves will be getting about four and a half points at home, and you get a total of about 234 points. I do see some 233 and a halfs out there as well, uh, but, but mostly 234, so I'll go with 234. And um, it looks like the Timberwolves are getting five points at home now. Uh, it looked like I thought <clears throat> I know it opened at five, but I thought it came down. Thought I saw it come down to, to four and a half. So five more, more, more so fives out there. Uh, this one to me is an interesting game. So Celtics just laid an egg, big egg, probably the biggest egg they laid all season. I know that they had a, a big loss against the. Uh, Against the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder earlier this year when they played a game without SGA where the Oklahoma City Thunder scored about 100 and, uh, 150 points in that spot. Just a real, you know, bad spot. The Celtics do not play well uh, in these games where they're supposed to be laying these double digits. Uh, so uh, kind of natural letdown spot. Did I think that they lose that game against the, the Houston Rockets? I absolutely didn't. I didn't think that they were going, going to lose as a 13-point favorite. The Rockets were plus 585 on the money line. Um, nobody really saw that one coming. I thought that the, the, the Rockets were you know going to play them close, but I didn't expect that. The Timberwolves are coming off a, a – they're coming off a one-off game. So they were at home, and they lost to the Brooklyn Nets on Friday in overtime. Then they go to Atlanta. And they get a really, really convincing win. They beat the Atlanta Hawks and really limit Atlanta, uh, you know, from being able to score. That was the game where DeJounte Murray had two points through the first three quarters and finished the game with like nine or ten points. The Timberwolves can really play defense. I know Rudy Gobert is back in this one as well. Uh, and and I think it's kind of setting up for, you know, a really good spot. The Celtics didn't go over their team total in the last game. We know that they've been kind of struggling offensively. And if you struggle to score, score the ball against the Houston Rockets, then the Timberwolves can really come in here and lock you up as well. 
Uh, the Timberwolves on the opposite side, they've been winning with their defense also. So if I'm looking to play this game, I'm looking towards the under. Um, I think uh, one one of the things that I looked at was teams coming, and this, this doesn't happen often, but teams coming off a previous double-digit loss. Uh, I'm sorry, teams coming off a double-digit uh uh, double digit road, uh, a road loss where they were a double digit favorite. I'm sorry, teams coming off a road loss where they were a double digit favorite that's laying five points in their next game has only happened 12 times in a database going all the way back to 1997. Those teams are eight, three, and one to the under in the next game. So, what it tells me is that after you, you know, get mollywop like that, and it's not like the Rockets scored a bunch of points. It's more so like the 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 uh, you know the Boston Celtics just weren't playing with the level of intensity that we we know that they can play with. Those teams typically come back and play really good defense. You also look at the Timberwolves on the opposite side when they're roll, when they're uh, underdogs at home and they're home dogs. That's when they play a breastplate of basketball as well. This team is 10, four, 10 and four to the under as a home fa- as a home dog this season. Those games are averaging about two hundred and twenty eight points. You see the total in this one, like I said, up to about two thirty four. On the opposite side, you look at the Celtics. They're six three and one to the under um, when they're road favorites in non-conference games, and those games average about two hundred and twenty-nine points as well. I also got the Celtics as five and two, five two and one to the under as road favorites in games where they previously went over in because the Timberwolves did come to Boston earlier this season. They lost that game, and that game did go over. So typically, the Celtics' offense doesn't travel as well. I think this trend kind of bodes well to that. Like I said, five two and one to the under when they're road favorites in games that they previously won. So when they're playing the team that they previously beat already and they go on the road and they're supposed to win, those games typically go under because the Celtics offense has not been as great on the road recently. Um, also, another big, big trend that I looked at, 9-3-1 and one to the under are the Celtics when they're road favorites facing an opponent that they've already played this season. So to me that says that, you know, teams kind of figured the Celtics out. Um, Celtics offense is also taking a step back. They're not shooting the ball as, as well. And the Timberwolves have a lot of lengthy defenders that they can kind of throw at Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I do expect a you know, bounce back game from Jason Tatum. Um, but I would, I would look to this game only to go under, I think that's a top spot in this game. I'm not laying five points with the Celtics. Uh, can they win this game? Absolutely. Can they win it? Can the Timberwolves keep it close? I could also see that coming as well. And I still feel like I got a little bit more work to do in this game. So I didn't play the 234, but it's a really, really strong lean. It wouldn't uh, surprise me if you start to see money come in on this under at all, uh, you know, just kind of based on all the numbers that I gave you guys. And then I want to do one more. I know I'm at the 19-minute mark, so I'll go through this one pretty quickly. Uh, I want to talk about this Warriors and Clippers game. So Warriors are um, two-and-a-half point uh, – yeah, two-and-a-half point dogs right now. Two and a half point dogs, and we get a total of 235 points is what it looks like. Is the consensus on most books. It's, it is down to um, – it is down to uh, 234 and a half on some books as well. So Warriors and the Clippers, and I'm, I'm, at, I'm at 19 minutes, so I'm going to get off here <laughs> relatively quick. But this is a simple one for me, man. I'm not, I'm not jumping in front of the fallen knife that is the Warriors on the road. Um, just can't do it. The, you look at this Warriors team, they're coming off a very impressive win, two very impressive wins, because they did beat the Bucks on Sun on uh what was that Sunday? And then they did did just beat the the Suns on on what Tuesday? No, Monday. 
So they beat the that game was on Saturday. I'm sorry. They beat them on Saturday. They beat the uh beat the Bucks in overtime, and then they get another game against the Suns. Triple revenge spot. They came out and fought hard in that game and won that game as well. Klay Thompson said he's feeling the best that he he's felt in a really, really long time. The Clippers, what have they done? Winners of two in a row. They did beat the Raptors and beat the Knicks. Uh, they held both of those teams under their team total as well. Two two offenses that I feel like kind of struggled. The Clippers do feel like they figured it out offensively. I'm sorry, defensively, because uh, when they first got Westbrook, those games were flying over the total. The last two have actually gone under. But the Raptors' offense isn't that great. It's not as good as the Golden State Warriors. And the Knicks' offense without Jalen Brunson is also not that great. So I know that they've held both of those two 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 teams to go under. Um, their team total in both of those spots, but I'm not thinking that they're gonna hold the Warriors under their team total. What I do think is very consistent is the Warriors defense doesn't go up on the road. The Warriors are 0-4 straight up and against the spread coming off a previous home win, and then they're a dog on the road. Um, four no to the over in that spot as well, with those games averaging about 245 points. So we see a total at 235 right now. To me, that tells me it's a little meat on the bone right there. I think this game goes over. Um, the Warriors are also just two and 15 straight up five and 12 against the spread as road dogs this season, 12, five, 12 and five to the over. And those games are averaging about 236 points. So still a little meat on the bone over the 235. If you guys wanted to play the over in that spot, um, four straight non covers in that spot as well as road dogs. Uh, yeah, as road dogs this season. They've, they failed to cover four in a row, including, 0-9 straight up and 2-7 and against the spread as road dogs in conference games as well. So they haven't run a conference game as a road dog this season. Uh, if you look at the, the opposing team in those nine games, the opposing team's teams total, they're 8-1 to the over in that spot. The Clippers team total today is 118.5. I do think that they'll probably need to score that many points to keep up with this Golden State Warriors offense that's, that's getting pretty healthy right now. Steph is back. He's got a few games underneath his belt. And dude's been balling. Clay's been balling as well. So if I'm playing this game, to me, it kind of feels like, uh, you know, you, you play the team total over for the Clippers. They, they're the team that's going to play the much more defense. If you want to stay away from the spread, I feel like you just take the Clippers team total to go over the 118 and a half. Also, last thing I want to mention, league-wide trend. Uh, if you look at uh, this season after the All-Star break, you look at home favorites with the rest advantage playing in conference games. Uh Playing conference, yeah, playing in conference games. Those teams are 12 and three straight up, 10 and five to the over, and they're hitting their team total at a really, really high clip as well. So if I'm playing this Clippers and Warriors game, I'm taking the team total to go over for the Los Angeles Clippers. Right now, like I said, that, that team total is 118 and a half, and I do expect it to go up. The Warriors been giving it up on the road. I talked about you know opposing teams being eight and one to the to the over on their team total when playing against the Warriors as uh home favorites. In uh in conference games, so that's the way I'd be looking to play this one. So best bets for today, I kind of talked about a couple of these. Uh, Clippers team total. Can you guys? Yeah, best bets are, are at the bottom. So let me get this off. The, let me get this off the screen. So best bets are at the bottom. I'm looking at the Clip, Clippers team total to go over 118, uh, 118 and a half. The Celtics and the Timberwolves to go under the 234 as well. Um, also, like I mentioned. Philly, I'm only looking towards them today without uh, Jared Allen. I don't think that he's going to play, but I haven't placed that one yet. I do think that Donovan Mitchell is going to come back, but Philly's been really, really hot right now. Also would look, be looking towards that over. I know it's a low total, but I'd be looking towards that over. Um, the over 220, didn't play either one of those. Uh, 
Sacramento and Chicago, really, really difficult one there. But if I'm playing, I'm taking the under in that spot as well. Definitely get the best number at the 239 because there's a couple of them still available. And that's the way I'm looking at these games today. I didn't touch on Dallas and San Antonio. I also didn't touch on the Lakers in Houston. Um, and I also didn't touch on Memphis and Miami, even though I think that game goes Memphis and Miami. I got a lot of support for the under, but didn't play that one and still want to do a little more, a little more diving in there. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. I didn't get a chance to go through the comment sections as I went. Um, let's see what y'all talking about real quick before I get out of here. Uh, Pell's pack in the air all morning. <laughs> What up, Derek? What up, though? I have food poisoning. I'm just about uh 100% now. So let's, yeah, I'm 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 glad you're feeling better, Derek. Glad you're feeling better, bro. Nothing worse than food poisoning. Um, DJ said he was leaning the under in Sacramento and Chicago game as well. The last two head to head soared under by 22 points, and the over under is one and four for Chicago on three days rest. Yeah, man. To me, it just feels like the King they still got something to prove on the defensive end. Uh, KC said, what's the Bulls team total set at? The Bulls team total KC is set at 119 and a half. I don't think that they're scoring 120 points tonight. Um, Sacramento team total set at 120 and a half. That's a lot of points, man. I know the Kings defense has been bad and that's why, and they play with, you know, with pace, but they typically don't play, play with that much pace on the road. Uh, their pace slows down on the road. Their defense also picks up on the road for whatever reason. It's crazy that you can't play defense on the road, but you play defense at home. You can't play defense at home, but you play defense on the road. Total opposite of what the Warriors are doing right now. Um, Euphoria said that trend of the teams coming back home from a road trip is money. That's why I like Philly money line. I'd even lay the two. I would too. I would too, Euphoria. I still got some more digging to do on that game. Uh, didn't really, you know, go through the whole uh um injury report type stuff so i gotta i gotta look at that um before you said he played at under 234 i like the under 234 uh minnesota against non-conference eight and 16 over under so 16 and eight to the under yep okay uh kc said i'm yeah i'm gonna take the uh bulls team total under okay um warriors get kaminga back today he held clay under uh his points total um he held Kawhi. i'm pretty yeah he i'm sorry he held claw under his points uh last game yeah yeah jonathan kaminga is a really solid defender if people don't know um i'm still looking towards fading your warriors though casey i know how you i know you don't agree with me there but that's how i'm looking at that game claw points sitting at uh 27 and a half what do you say about the heat in memphis uh i didn't play heat in memphis but if i'm looking at the game i'm playing the under um, Memphis, one thing about the Heat is they they play to their competition. So I looked at Memphis and Memphis defense has um actually been top five since uh the whole scandal. I mean, not scandal, but since everything happened with Ja, they've actually been a top five defense and they've been relying a lot more on their defense as well. They're coming off the you know the road win against the Dallas Mavericks without Luka and without um without uh Kyrie. And uh, we know Miami Heat struggle to score the ball. So, that, you know, they're, they're pro this profile fits for uh, under. Um, and I think that might be why you've seen some money kind of come in on the under. I see it down to 219, 219 and a half on some books. It's, I mean, this total is wildly available. I didn't play the total. But if I'm looking at if I'm looking at Memphis and Miami, I am looking at, at the under. I talked about that game going over against the Jazz the other day against Miami because Miami's a team that really uh, – 
you know, they they uh like I said, they play to their competition. If they if they feel like they're playing against a team that doesn't play uh you know really good defense, then they just try to score. And that's what we saw in the game against Utah. But if they play teams that play good defense, typically they they you know can hold that team down as well. Also, not looking to fade Miami. I think this is the fourth game of a five game road trip, or I'm mean, fourth game of a four of a five game homestand for them, or five five and six or something like that. They've been at home for a while. I'm not looking to fade Miami, um, but I'm not laying points with them either. So that's why I probably look at the total and look at it to go under. But yeah, man, I went through, <laughs> through a couple of the comments. Um, uh, and uh, I got to get up out of here. <laughs> I've been on for 28 minutes. I try to keep the pod to about 20. So best of luck to you guys today. I got the two things that I'm looking at most. Haven't played either one of these yet, just if I'm being fully honest with you guys. Clip, Clippers team total over 118. Uh, Celtics Warriors, uh, Celtics and the uh, Timberwolves under 234. Also really looking hard at the Sacramento and Chicago game to go under the 239 as well. Those are the top looks on the board in my estimation based on what I've capped so far. So best of luck to you guys today. If you wouldn't mind hitting the like button for me as you guys uh, leave. And as I leave, I appreciate that. I'll be back at 530 Eastern time as always for the Crispy Cabin NBA show. Best of luck to you guys on all your action today. I'm out.